0: It was borderline Peter Griffin, I
1: (laughs) apologise. Hello and welcome, I'm Steve.
2: And I'm Al. And I'm Brett.
1: And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the questioning quilter. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to? Brett.
2: I have been mostly working at the shop and just doing a lot of interstitials and and whatnots um i'm trying to build out the forge situation so i can get back mostly doing what
1: interstitials yeah what's an
0: interstitial? they're
2: like uh espadrilles just a bit longer (laughs) (laughs) um lots of small bits i'm pretty sure i use that correctly learn learn words steve and then tell me that i'm totally wrong um (laughs) Yeah, so I've been trying to get the forge together in the shop, which is just, you know, lots of lots of trial and error to get that thing going because I'm working within such a small space and trying to keep everything compact. Um, just trying to problem solve while building uh, and thinking ahead to, like, not making anything too large or too in the way so it's doesn't create issues in the future. Um, I have also been planning out like the next few videos as far as just ideas that I've been coming up with for skull and spade stuffs. And then, uh, the Forged Home channel is it exists, but you know, I'm trying to work out processes to to start building on the actual cabin, um, because I You know, I want to obviously be able to just completely do the inside and, you know, repaint it and get the landscaping done. But I have to keep telling myself how long of a process it's going to be to just pick one good project at a time, however long it takes to do it. You know, I got to get away from this idea that, you know, it needs to be done in a week or two weeks or whatever. Like Building a kitchenette is not going to be an easy task. Because I've never done something like that before. So I'm giving myself. Trying not to make excuses. But I'm giving myself plenty of time to. You know. Figure out what the hell I want to do. Before I start just jumping into it. Um, I have a few smaller build ideas. And then some of them are obviously. Quite a bit more time intensive. But. Yeah. I've been enjoying working on the forge. Mostly. I, I've got a couple of projects to knock out quick in my workshop Uh, but my focus is so on like getting the coal rolling again that I I can't do anything else until I finish it that's it I'm glad you're so interested thank you for asking Steve (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, (coughs) yes yes indeed he got distracted by a bit of clay get out of here he likes playing with his clay
1: I do like playing with my clay. Uh, yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, I was going to say, uh, Brett then. No, the other one. Al. Al, what have you been up to? Um, so shortly after
0: finally like releasing...
1: What? You sounded like Shaun the Sheep then. Sounded like Shaun the Sheep, then. Uh, <laughs>
0: the Shaun the sheep <clears throat> Um, Jim Park in reference. Yeah. Um, I got the, the Full metal Al video. It's been a week since... <laughs> Damn right we, you did. that. Um yes. obviously we had Laura on last week which was fantastic. Um and yeah, I, re- I released the video um in classic form in the middle of the night so nobody gets to see it. Um <laughs> it, I, I just do it when I as soon as I'm finished. It's just like a nice closure for me. Yeah. Um yeah, super nice. Loads of good feedback and questions and stuff. Um I think it's like the most commented on video I've got so obviously people kind of like engage with it. Um and then shortly after that my camera decided to die in several ways um so like I took a, a leaf out of brett's page and uh uh decided to have a go at fixing the lens i didn't have <laughs> um, i didn't have a uh a companion with tiny hands to help me um so unfortunately i had to get my massive mitts inside this uh, little kit lens but it was interesting to take it apart and see how it worked and what bits i could break and it still work even after I broke them Um I managed to get it <laughs> clean in and get it working again. Um, and at the same time as this, the actual camera itself decided to break. So the, the, the power on off switch um contact stopped working. And then the, um the, like the mode selector on top, so you choose what mode it's in and that just completely sheared off. So I thought oh, I'll just <laughs> pop them off and fix them or replace them. Something. But it's, you had to take apart the whole camera to get to it because it was like on the inside yeah. at the top. So very much like the fucking power supply in the the Mac that I used for the radio, you had to literally take apart everything just to get to the switch. Yeah, um,
1: and I did the uh, I did a post the other day where I taken apart a um, uh, angle grinder right. and put that up and was like, oh yeah, I feel really good because I've taken apart this angle grinder even though it's like three screws and yeah, it's. Literally comes apart into four bits, and that's it. <laughs> and then you put uh, the picture up of, of your camera in bits, and I was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I do not envy you right now. I think with a with lens as well, like, it, there's obviously like
0: a, an order of operations to do it. Um, yeah. And it's all got to go back in the way it came out with like all the yeah. specific markings and stuff. So, like, where it's focused, you've got to put and everything sprung or geared or, you know, it <laughs> has to somehow align with the tooth. Um, and it was the the bushings that that rub against the side when you focus. Yeah. They just basically were bent, so they weren't making contact. Okay. So you had to kind of bend them back. It's like it was like so kind of divine. Like after smashing metal for two weeks for, for full <laughs> metal hour, I had to like do this tiny little thin bits of brass and like bend them yeah. back really delicately de- detailed. Um, but yeah, I did it. It was fun. It was fun making it work again. Um, and then as if. By magic, and everything was just fucking breaking all at the same time. Um, I went, I've kind of been out of the living room for a bit because we've kind of got two people working from home in my house, so we've kind of got to have like two offices in the house all day, every day for various fucking Skypes and shit. And my friend's been in the living room and I've not been in for a while. And I went in and I went to get a coffee from the coffee table, and like I stood in like a bit of damp. I was like, Oh, he's he's. Must have like spilt his coffee or something, but it was—he yeah. cleaned it up because there was no bright brown stain. I thought nothing of it, and then I went back again, and it was the same. I was like, "Oh, he's fucking clumsy," and he is clumsy. So I just—I I just read it off as that. I was like, "Oh, he's probably just keeps knocking coffees over." And it's like no, the fucking there's a there's a like a flow valve in the bottom of the coffee machine, like a little yeah. turbine that measures how how fast the water's going, oh, and that's yeah, just yeah. pissing <laughs> water out. So <laughs> I don't know how long this has been going on because I haven't been in that room. He has. And the water's just been pissing out of this coffee machine at the bottom, possibly for weeks. Yeah. And he, and then he was like, yeah, I just thought you'd been uh, drinking loads of coffee because I kept filling up the machine
2: <laughs>
0: and not using it. And I was like, oh, my God. Um oh, no. So there's I've got, like, a really deep shag pile rug underneath yeah. the table, and that's just completely soaked through. Nice. And obviously underneath that there's wooden flooring, and there's just a massive fucking wet patch underneath. So... Mm. After taking apart a really complicated camera lens and camera, I decided to retake take apart the really complicated fucking coffee machine, which I'd already spent hours taking apart, um, which is fine because I kind of knew how to do it. Um, but, yeah, this part's fucked, and it's, um, there's no schematics online. There's no parts catalogue or anything. It's a really, like, bespoke machine. Yeah. Um, and I just ended up finding, like, one German website to order this part. So I'm, like, in pig German trying to have a conversation with these guys about is it the right part, is it the right model, <laughs> Do you ship to the UK and all this stuff? So it was good for me to kind of practice my German. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've ordered parts, so hopefully that will be a repair. So it was a, a week of repairs, essentially, uh, long nice. story short.
1: Cool. Uh, and I'm taken by the uh, swig of your thing. You're done. Why not? Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, Steve? <laughs> uh,
1: I chased a squirrel out of the kitchen this morning.
0: You mean squirrel.
1: That's what I said. Uh, Uh, what else have I done? Um, not a lot, really. I just work, lots and lots of work. Um, nothing. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got an addition. Oh, what's your addition?
0: I wasn't done. Um, this is work related. Yay! Let's talk about work. Um, work decided to furlough my entire fucking team.
2: Yay! Uh, So
0: I'm now doing, well, not that I wasn't already, but I'm now doing four, literally doing four people's jobs. Because there's still the same amount of work. They just don't want to pay the wages. So, oh so I now have nobody in my team, but still all the clients and all the work. So I've, this week has been a fucking nightmare, but it's bank already tomorrow. So thankfully, it's a day yeah. off work. <laughs>
1: nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've really, um, I've, I don't think I've done anything interesting this week. It's just been lots of worky stuff. Um, so yeah, that segues wonderfully into our, uh, our subject for the week. Uh, asking questions. Uh, we have a list of questions. And Very good questions, I might add. We need to ask them. We do. They are. <laughs> they do. Uh, we are. Yes. I, I, Steve's
0: with us. He is with us this week, guys. <laughs> I'm really struggling with
1: words this week. I, I jumped on to a, a hangout with um, Jim and Jamie uh, Friday, I think it was. And I just spent about five minutes trying to say one sentence and you know, just <laughs> couldn't. My head's just not right at the moment. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's it's we've got uh, some fun questions. What, how, so how are we going to do this? Who's going to go first? Are we going to ask Sorry. everyone questions or are we going to flip a coin or what? I don't. We
0: do Sab, Steve Albrecht, and just go through the questions. Three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah? Yeah. So Steve, yeah. you ask the first question. I'll ask the second question. And whoever the question is, you can decide between who's going to answer it. Cool. Uh, Steve, you ask the first question, and me and Matt will decide who answers it. And then we'll repeat.
2: Okay. Glad you're asterisk, you are
0: Grisk. Unless there's a question that's aimed
2: at all three of us. Cool. <laughs> uh, so well planned. Caveat <laughs> for Steve. Um, asterisk. Caveat. Asterisk, asterisk.
0: Parentheses. Um. This isn't all the questions, because there's fucking loads of them. So we'll, yeah. we'll split them up. So if you asked a, a perler and are wondering why we haven't answered it, A, it's because you're Tim, or B, it's because we'll ask it next time.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, Red wants, uh, works all day, uh, he's okay, but his sleeping past pattern is messed up. Do you
2: have any advice for a good night of restorative sleep? I do not. I plead the fifth <laughs> on this one or I bow out of answering. That is not... He's asking the wrong problem. fucking crowd, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he knows I mean, that maybe, well. 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 here's the thing, Steve. You read the question, but maybe you're the best one to answer it because as far as I know, you don't do anything but chase squirrels with your dog and, I don't know, play like around garbage? with Al in the forge, I guess?
1: Uh, yeah. No, I... I... Suffer from insomnia quite a lot. I just don't complain <laughs> about it as much as you do. So, <laughs> is,
0: question: the
1: whole the whole gluten thing,
0: yeah, obviously makes you fart. But does it like make you tired? Because I have this thing where if I eat like a shitload of stodgy bread, it will like send me to sleep within minutes.
1: Yeah, that that's just eating a lot of
0: carbs. Well, like, no, I, oh, is it just carbs? Because I can eat like yeah. a, a cow, and it
1: not. It not <laughs> yeah
0: so there you uh, go oh no as red red
1: have trouble eating carbs maybe he does i don't know. i've only ever seen red drink coke and uh, he's off it he's off the coke I Yeah, yeah I, i've seen him drink cans of coke and smoke and that's it uh, well there are two things to, to guarantee
0: that keep you awake <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so I give up both of those um although uh, i did answer him in the um in the group uh, because al's Cause obviously jazz has serious insomnia as well um <laughs> and, if, uh, if
0: everyone has insomnia is it insomnia anymore well, yeah <laughs> is it just there's there's <laughs> one person who has a, who has a freak sleep condition where they sleep <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah because uh especially with the the uh medication she's on she's like her sleep's got even worse oh, um and uh and i was talking to al about it and al like al's answer to any kind of insomnia thing is that you should take antihistamines because oh because no that is right that is right they work yeah they they uh, they help you sleep but and they're like 50 cents for a pack from the yeah. supermarket yeah and if they don't work then his next answer oh. is a big bottle of red wine and a spliff <laughs> and that's it that's
2: yeah honestly i i don't have a solution for this but it it's all dependent on the you know, the person's uh, preferences for taking medications or edibles or anything like that. But uh, I know a handful of people that have started doing either like CBD, which mm. is, you know, not smoking weed, but CBD or uh, I do know a few people that will have like a joint at the end of the night and it puts them right out. <laughs> yeah. That's most of the reason I stopped doing that after college is because I couldn't function <laughs> like any kind of weed just sat me on my ass or put me to sleep um but as far as things that are possibly more tangible or more generic uh the thing that i've noticed with my sleep habits is and maybe you guys have a another solution or a caveat to this like when i completely run myself down working all day i'm i'm so exhausted the i'm i'm so able to fall asleep quickly the problem is staying asleep or not waking up three hours later and being (laughs) wide awake with absolutely no restoration on my sleep yeah so for me it's not necessarily about getting to sleep it's about staying asleep for more than a couple of hours and i I don't know what that solution is i think getting to be a middle-aged man is not helping that as well
1: And <laughs> um, something
0: that always worked for me as a kid was reading. So I'd always read a book to go to sleep. That would yeah. that would kind of send me off. Um, I think the challenge is now, like if I'm awake and reading, my brain's telling myself, "Well, you're awake. You could be doing something else." Yeah. Yes. So that that's a bit of a challenge now. But yeah, a that, that, book used to always work for me.
2: Yeah. Well, it used to be really easy for me to fall asleep with like a movie on or a TV show. But okay. now, now it's super difficult because I I only watch shows that engage me <laughs> and like get me interested. So the worst part is turning a movie on that maybe I haven't seen or I haven't seen in a long time. And 30 minutes in, I've been tired since the beginning, but 30 minutes in, I'm like, well, now I have to finish it. Yeah. And so yeah. like my brain will force yeah, yeah, myself yeah. awake. It's, yeah. That yeah. doesn't work for me the same way that it used to. My so I hope problems. that answers your question, Red. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> so the <laughs> next question is, God,
1: Steve. <laughs> I just carry on, keep, right. keep going over it. Time, uh, yeah. No, I, I was just going to say my problems always been uh, actually falling as- asleep because, um, like, for years and years, I would uh, I'd be up till like four or five in the morning, then finally get to sleep, and then obviously my alarm would go off a couple hours later. Right. Um, but uh, recently it's it's been, it's moved into the thing of like spent ages trying to get to sleep and then much the same as you guys like waking up a couple hours later and going ah well it's 5am uh, and i can't sleep now fuck um, but uh,
0: i've i've kind of come to the just surrendered to 5am is like a normal time to get up now yeah yep like I, if anything that's like you know pushing it five <laughs> <laughs>
1: But uh, but the thing is, is for me because it, it like I my sleep pattern varies so much day to day, mm. uh, and I've tried so many things to try and sort it out, and this that and the other, and like tried podcast, tried meditation, tried this, tried that, um, and even like like Brett says, like just working my fucking ass off so that I crash out and physically can't stay awake afterwards. But even that isn't particularly working well anymore. Um,
0: have
2: so,
1: so, you yeah, tried I, melatonin? I uh,
0: no. That apparently does work, but I've never got around to trying it. Even though this is probably one yeah. of the most important things in your life, and we're all just ignoring it. But I think that could be worth, <laughs> worth a go. Like a melatonin tablet. Basically, just like it yeah. gets your body into that rhythm of of um the sun coming up, so it understands that that's light and time to wake up yeah. time to go to sleep and stuff like right. that. Right. That could be an option. Nice. I don't know.
1: Yeah. There you go. Well, that was, uh, was yeah. our uh, on the first
0: question. Hey, <laughs> next one, and this is from Alan um, Alan Scannell. So,
2: In, oh, uh. Uh, ha, ha,
0: ha, ha. Um, if money was no object, so I do the voice now. I won't do the voice. If money was no object and you had no constraints, space, time, continuum, what would be the first tool machine you would buy? So, between you two, fight over who's going to answer this.
2: Yeah. I want to hear Steve because you work in a traditional forge, but obviously, I feel like if you had the money and space, you just go. Yeah, let's say this is ball. for you personally, Steve. So not not anything that's like already in the forge, right?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah because we've we've had presses and stuff like that in there. I mean, we're we're looking at uh, other options for presses at the moment because the one that we had was not great, and like we've looked at the coal iron ones and things like that, but Uh, don't really do quite what we want them to do um i i honestly don't know like if if i if money was no object then there are a shitload of tools that i would have um but as to the one singular tool i have a fucking clue like i (laughs) (laughs) I, there are there are a million jigs i want like i yes i would love a a big massive power hammer but at the same time i'd also like a a four post lift for the car yeah. that's what Ooh. i was
2: gonna i was thinking it was a car lift was what you were getting at so yeah
1: i mean and i've looked into buying them before and they're really not that expensive um, how
0: expensive yes, is a hole in the ground
1: uh it depends if you dig it yourself or if you get someone in to do it but <laughs> you it, if you if you've got the height it's cheaper to get a second hand for oh post really lift. yeah yeah wow. um but, yeah, it's like something like that. I mean, like, it, a compressor, a decent compressor uh, is, is on my mind at the moment because I want to do sandblasting. But, like, it's, yeah, there is no one single tool. It's just fucking all of them. I want all of the tools. All the tools. All the tools ever. Brett.
2: I thought it was one person. Yeah, Brett per doesn't person. have to
0: answer. That was good good comprehensive answer. I like it in that you didn't answer the question. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Go, on, Brett. Number three. All right, number three is from John Williams. I love your could music, you... by the way. Yeah, you're just one of my <laughs> favorite composers of all time. Could you, and would you, if you could, use a volcano as a forge? <laughs> I feel like Steve should answer it because
0: it's a blacksmithing question, but I should answer it because it sounds like something I'd do.
1: It does sound like something you'd do.
0: Go on, Al. I reckon there'd be far too many like impurities in the volcano, and it would fuck with your metal.
1: Yeah, Mm. basically yes. You could uh, you could have it as like a non-contact one, so you just have the like the magma flowing around a. Oh,
0: so like a crucible
1: or something for melting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with that. But basically, like an oven, and you're using the magma as the the heat source. Magma. Magma. I can't say I can't not say it without magma. (laughs) After a good impression of him, it just yeah.
0: You'd need some fucking long tongs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> long tongs, long tongs, long tongs. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, it. I, I guess it, it's possible, but I, no. I
0: would like to think somebody has, and that's how they discovered something interesting. Yes, like some Hawaiian found uh, some iron ore melting in a volcano or something, and yeah. That's just a thought. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I I'm, think sure, the, I'm think... sure
0: more interesting things have been found in volcanoes.
1: Uh, like pumice question? stones. Uh, pu- yes, you do get pumice stones, but you can't really forge them. <laughs> I mean, I you might be terrible be able to... hammers. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to use one to like shave down the handle of something, but. Uh...
2: So you've got the imagery of the, of the magma flowing into the water like we've all Ooh, seen with the big yeah. steam chimneys and things. It's just like, imagine you get done forging in the magma and then you just chuck it in the ocean. Yeah, like, just instantly. Look at quenching. this
0: super quench. Wah! But <laughs> th- 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 it's interesting. There's like so much energy there, just like free energy. Like the amount of effort that traditionally must have gone into smith to, 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 to you know firing up a forge and whether that was making the charcoal first, you know, all the processes you go to. Steve, you're always on about a fucking uh, water mill to power mm-hmm. your... Tools. See, I don't know why you didn't say watermill for your um tool that you always wanted. Um, but you know all that power there, Brett, and you could, you know, could it be harnessed somehow, like mm. actually fueling the 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 magma through some sort of system and harnessing it? That would be so amazing. Okay, it's, it's... I, in my head. In my head, the Decepticons do that on arrival from Cybertron, but I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm just making that up because it sounds like a really good idea.
2: Yeah. Mm. I wonder how long it. I wonder how long it takes for magma to to cool. If you were to like siphon it through something and use it as almost induction heat, yeah, and then yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You could do heat transfer because I mean they do heat transfer with uh, like groundwater, so you can do uh, groundwater heat transfer, which is what
0: in magma. (laughs) Yeah,
1: fucking amazing. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm I'm down with it. Let's let's do it. Let's call Elon.
1: Cool. Let's get on it. Uh, right. Next one. John D. Harvey. Uh, how, if at all, has your outlook philosophy towards making change since you started the podcast?
2: Ooh, that's one for you, that, Brett. OK, I haven't answered one. Um, so. I think more than anything. Uh, the. Steve's favorite word, community, has become more (laughs) apparent uh, to me. So when I first started making videos, I was only a handful. You know, I had only produced a handful. And by the time I met you guys, um, I, you know, I had never talked to either of you before, except for Al. You know, it was a few days prior that we had started chatting about the zombie challenge and whatnot. But since starting the podcast, it's been... You know, pretty consistent that I meet new people that not don't necessarily know who we are or what the podcast is. But somebody that will either find me, you or Steve. And then find out that we have a podcast and then get connected to the people that are involved in the podcast, whether it's the Facebook room or just like, oh, I listened to episode whatever. That was really great because I'm currently working on this thing. Those are conversations I never had before starting uh, this kind of public forum that we have, even though I was constantly having question and answer sessions with people that I knew when I was making videos prior to the podcast, it it wasn't publicized enough to, uh, to have this kind of open discussion, right. Or this like communal discussion where you can something like this, ask questions. Everyone's just kind of, sharing and and trying to help each other and everything that we do in the room with people doing everything from challenges to like go look at my first video that I produced whatever like any of the healthy discussions that's come out of it is something that I I wanted before I joined you guys but being so new and not knowing a lot of people it ramped up substantially once this like really started cruising Mm. maybe like episode 50 it started to feel like holy crap right i'm starting to meet all these new people or everybody that you guys spiff on i go and give them a look or follow or maybe reach out to them there's been a couple times where we've brought up you know you should teach about steve reason. about that
0: he's um it, it did the world a good yeah
2: but it's introduced oh. me it's not only introduced me to a lot more people that uh listen to us but also just there is a constant sharing of of new inspiration or like new people that we're watching. The spiffing also obviously helps, but like in the group, it's you know spiff somebody this day or or go tell us about a video that you watched. And it's so um, curated at this point; yeah. it feels curated, right? And it's yeah, it's done nothing but help me. Fuel the creativity and...
0: Multiple people doing the curation, that's what's nice. Yes. You know, it's not just like narrow-minded, like here's our recommendations of all the things that Mm. tick our boxes because it's so varied every time. I think that's what makes it so worthwhile. I mean, for me, it was um, just just building on that. I'm not going to give a big answer, but um, just listening to podcasts made me kind of change my philosophy. Making wasn't necessarily being on this one because the way I kind of see this podcast is like listening to a podcast. Do you know what I mean? The, the interaction that we have and <clears throat> with the guys, it's almost like we're all just like listening to the same show. That makes right. sense, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say just podcasts in general made me change my philosophy, not just being on this one. I agree yeah. with that. It's a good show. Um now, this is a fucker, because I I really like this question, but you guys can go for it. Um, <laughs> so Alan Fisher asks, um, making it work. Uh, if you This is quite nice, kind of like setting the scene. Um, if, if, you, if you've been asked to make something for a project, but don't feel the budget stretches quite far enough, would you put your own money in to add to the bells and whistles to satisfy yourself? This happens a lot at my job, but... <laughs>
1: yeah. um, it's it, I I really like this question, and it's one of those that in my old job... Uh, probably not because it's kind of, it, it, it very much depends on like how invested you are in, uh, not just your, your work, but that specific job. Um, but in my old job, I wouldn't have done because it, it, like that sort of situation didn't apply, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was extremely corporate and it was kind of, um, (sighs) It was one of those that there was, if if you put the extra work in, uh, someone else was going to get the credit, sort of thing. Got you. Um, and uh, whereas, like now, doing the the videos, so we've got um, we've only got a certain amount of money that we can afford to spend on the videos at the moment. The the business is is hemorrhaging money because you know we're not doing classes, we're not doing festivals, we're not going to markets, so we're we're struggling to be able to sell stuff um i mean the website helps but it's not bringing in enough money to pay for everything um so you know al can't afford to pay me to do three days worth of editing for the videos but the the videos is something that i feel passionate about and that i think it's worth spending that extra time on so i do i'm probably gonna get paid for about half of the the time that i spend editing the the uh the forge videos because i think it's worth putting that extra effort in because yeah I, I you know it's something i give a shit about um so in answer to the question yes i will put my own uh time and effort and money into something for the bells and whistles if it's something that i i feel i'm passionate about um mm-hmm. but nice yeah, if it's yeah i was just gonna say like if, it, if it's just kind of like welding together a barbecue for a random client, <laughs> then probably not. But
2: yeah. <laughs> Brett, any builds? Um, you know, obviously with with me mostly working for myself or trying to produce on my own, um, I don't know if it equates the same. I mean, I definitely... We've had the conversations before where it's like, what are the extra things that we do to to put into a build video? Or you know, the fool fly stuff when we're doing full, full dress up and costumes and props and things like that. As, as far as I'm concerned, that's like with Alan's question, I don't think that means the same, right? That's just us investing in what we want for our final product, which is the video. But when it comes to, uh, when you're, when you're at a desk job or working in an office or or what have you, um, when I worked for the media company in the city, it was, it was very, very often that the discussion would be had with whoever the office manager was or whoever was making something, some decision, um, for what we should put in the office, whether it was furniture or amenities. And just as an, as an example, um, when we got the office built out, we had three small meeting rooms and then one larger meeting room, conference room. And no one had the forethought to realize that concrete walls were just going to be an echoey nightmare. And when you're on a call with, you know, a very professional company on speakerphone and it just sounds like you're in a cave, they, you know, it just, it doesn't like play the right part, you know, or, or it doesn't make you seem like a professional. So, uh, I looked up solutions for soundproofing or at least like dampening the sound of it. So I got the, I got them to spend the money on the curtains, the sound dampening curtains that we could pull across and everything. But I knew that the ceiling was going to be an issue. And so I go, Oh, let's get these soundproof foam pads, you know, like you've seen. And they go, Oh, they're kind of expensive. And then like, who's going to put them up? We can't pay to do that. So I came in two weekends in a row and put them up myself for the benefit of the company but like no one gave a shit afterwards (laughs) so (laughs) it's it's tough you know I, i alan raises a good point where like would you put your own money into it money is different than time but to me it's kind of the same thing like my time was very important to me and always always has been and I didn't necessarily spend any more money, but the fact that there was zero cost benefit analysis put into like, oh, you guys want the rooms to not sound so good. I'll do it. And I I got nothing for it. It's just that I respected what the company was doing. I wanted to do, do well by them. And this was my like standards and practices. I, I don't even know if that really answers the questions other than like, would you put your own money in to add it? Like, yeah, let's take money out of it. Yes. I would invest my own efforts, time, what have you to make a project better. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's, there's also like opportunities to like, just help yourself as well. So like bringing your own tools into work. Cause I've been in that situation as well, Steve, where you don't want to do like the corporate thing because it's like, fuck it. Why am I spending my money? These guys are, you know, millionaires. Um, but it's more just like to make life easier for you or your team, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So it's just like, guys, I, I brought this in; it's mine. But let's use it, you know. Yeah, I'm right. spend, right, I spend right. more time at work than I do at home, so I might as well, <laughs> you know, have the nice chair. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. Cool. Uh, who's next? It's that a Brett be...
2: ask, but it's it's for all of us, yeah. I think. Wait, it's me asking a question. Yep. Yes. What? How is it already back around? All <laughs> right. So is it back to Alan Scannell? Yeah, number uh, six. Yes. Okay. To each of you, what's what's the other's best YouTube video in your opinion? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho,
1: ho, ho. Uh, I know what my
2: that what Brett's
1: best video is, in my opinion. Well, uh, you go
2: first. Give me give me Al and, and myself. So yours.
1: Uh, is still the um, the Frankenstein desk <laughs> build? Uh, really? Just, okay. Yeah. Just because that's that one. It was. I think it was the first one I saw of yours where I was like, "Oh, this guy's kind of a dork. Uh, <laughs> and maybe go, yeah, okay, maybe I can, yeah, maybe I can watch this guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was just a really good, fun video, and it. It kind of showed the fact that just because a build is not the most exciting build doesn't mean that the video can't be fun. Um, Al, see, I don't know. With Al, it's it's always the last video that he did because (laughs) it's always something fun. But I mean, any video of Al's where there is lots of heavy nasal breathing into the uh, camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly don't know without it's because it is literally every time he's put a video out, it's been, fuck this is the best thing I've ever seen. And then the next one happens and gets beaten. So, yeah, whenever you're listening to this, the last video that I'll put out. There you go. Good answer.
0: So, I'll go next.
1: All right. Um, with, I'm glad you
0: didn't pick mine for Brett, Steve, because I would have been upset. Um, it's probably the 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 maker adventure one with link's bow because it uh, was yeah. the first it was the first i think you'd already done one before that um, the shadow axe maybe yeah 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 um, but this is obviously the first maker adventure one i saw um and just the the the, the commitment to it you know the commitment yeah. to the role um some jimmy dearest quote about dressing up like a fairy but the <laughs> um yeah just just seeing the the storytelling and the, the you know, the, the arc, the narrative, you know, it was a make a video, but there was something going on. There was something else to it. Um, and it was kind of, you know, that was, you know, coincidentally what, what I was going for in my videos as well. So I saw, I saw kind of a lot of parity in that. Um, and, the, the, you know, the, the build is fucking brilliant. The build on its yeah. own could have been a lovely thing where if you just sat down and explained the bill, but you didn't, you know, you also you made two things in one. So um, yeah, that was that for for, for Brett um, and for Steve. I'd say the very first video that he put up in the Forge simply because just straight away I got it. I got the tone, I got the atmosphere, I got the forge, I got the place. It was short and sweet. It took me somewhere, and for ages that was like the benchmark for Steve's videos. You know, after that you started having fun, putting little jokes in, mm-hmm. um, references and stuff and little Easter eggs for things. But for a long time to me, that was the, the you you'd basically nailed it in the first video. <laughs> um but then you started doing the forge videos and exactly the same again, the first forge video with the nails, you know, you've done it again. So it's like yeah. up until that point, that was my favourite, and then now I think what you're doing on the forge is it's very different beast. Yeah. But again, you've you've you you've, you've raised the bar again. So I think you're onto something else with the Forge videos.
1: Yeah, nice, thank you.
2: Uh, all right, so it's my turn now. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, Steve, I thought the kitchen knife was hilarious. The, the master's um, one, yeah, because nice. like, <laughs> I've watched you know all of Steve's videos, and as much as I I love like the Badger Claw because you went you went full on on that, and it made me really happy to see <laughs> how much extra work you put into like the filming and whatnot. But as far as stuff that wasn't, you know, kind of developed within the team that we had for full Fly, the, the Damascus knife was just such a not a snub, but a full <laughs> play around as as a person that is like you are a blacksmith. You work in a forge and you're like, I'm gonna totally fuck this up and just do it backwards. <laughs> and I'm gonna make a metal handle and a wooden knife. It, maybe it's the parody aspect of it, or, or like the having a laugh. Bear in mind the, you just done the fucking Tim Sway
1: walnut. Yeah, the spray painted walnut. Like.
2: <laughs> um I really don't know why, other than I think it was just maybe it's the fact that I do know you personally, but there's a lot of your personality in it the the jokes the the fact that you know we're all watching it afterwards and realizing that it's the first video that's going to perform you know this well and all this and yeah. we're like of course of course it had <laughs> to be this one um i like that video a lot i thought it was also just shot really well and well executed um I'll still never get over you drinking tea through your mask. <laughs> See, I was trying I was
0: <laughs> trying to guess what video that was from.
2: That was it the just- Christmas tree. The, the what's a Christmas tree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, it. It.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, that
0: alone would, would make it a winner.
2: Yeah. If we went for just <laughs> a singular clip versus full video, that's still my favorite. Um, I completely forgot
1: about that. As well. <laughs> that's no, robotic. it's still
2: my favorite. Uh, Al for yours i i have to kind of agree with steve it's like whatever the last video you put out you always go further on but i gotta go with tira like nice it it was Mm. it was a unique experience because i got to you know see the video but i was also there shooting it not too long after you know and it was this (laughs) it was this build up pardon the pun but the build-up to actually seeing the video and how much work you put into the pre-planning and all the diagrams and stuff—it it was insane. And then to be able to show up at yours and see it fire, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I mean, a really it good kind of video. did, it did like, involve
0: a lot of people as well. You know, that that was made for all of us, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: not just the full fly crew, but you know, everyone that came to make it central as well. It was. Yes, and there Ed, I guess there's something nice about knowing the the start to finish is very typical, or for us it's it's very much like uh, do the build, film it, put the video up, and that's the end of it. Hmm. But this was like a full journey of seeing some of the pre-planning, having you build the thing, I watched the video and then we get to see it perform on stage, and there was like a much bigger arc. So as much as it's, what's my favorite video, I think that might have been one of my favorite experiences overall.
1: Nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's good. Uh, we got time for one more round,
1: I reckon? Yeah, go on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what, what are some good ways to give back to the Maker community? See, it sounds like a...
0: I'm not going to say a generic question, but it sounds yeah. like a, a, an easy question to ask. Like, what's your favorite tool? Yeah, but I think it's a really good one because the easy thing for us to do as makers is to make stuff for some people. Yeah, but if you're making stuff for people who can already make stuff, it kind of remove. You know, I I can make gifts for my family and friends <laughs> because they can't make shit. You know, yeah. or I or I can cook for my family and friends because not all of them can cook. But if you're then in a room full of cooks <laughs> all of a sudden that skill is kind of like oh uh you know i maybe need to think this through a little bit more so i think giving away back is absolutely what what the guys have all been doing over the past uh, month or so with the um schools for fools because i think yeah. we've all got such a fucking rich like knowledge base and it's all so varied you know the actual physical thing, teach. Yeah.
1: So I, I was just pointing out the fact that I I wrote down that as well because oh, okay, as soon, as soon as the question came in, I was like, yeah, that's yes. probably the best thing Steve you can do. Steve thinks
0: it's teach. Yeah, I agree with it. I agree with Steve. Good answer, Steve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just showing you. So later on, when I go, actually, that's what I was thinking as well. You don't go. Oh, you just say that. Um Yeah
0: help each other out, show each other how to do shit, ask people questions in the middle of the night and then realize they might not have insomnia like you do and it's probably really rude. Um, but yeah, for me, that's the best way to give back. Yeah. Um, I do like the whole tool sharing thing and the kind of, I don't need this anymore, I've got to. you want to get started, here, have this. I think right, it's yeah. fucking amazing. Um, especially when some you know, because we're all not necessarily full-time employed by the man. We haven't necessarily all got like disposable income. Yeah. Um so I, I love the dynamic of, of of tool sharing as well. I think skill sharing and tool sharing is for me the, the couple of best ways to give back.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I would Brett. very much agree on that.
2: It's I mean I agree with that. Um I am less about physical things being shared. Um didn't necessarily think about it in that way though where it's like You know, I want to make something. Well, they already know how to make that thing. It's it's special. (laughs) It's always nice when you receive these gifts from a fellow maker out of like respect or whatever the reasoning behind it. It's a beautiful thing when you get a handmade object from somebody. But to me, longevity-wise, it is it's easier for me to make somebody something than it is to share knowledge or time, right? Especially when it comes to the YouTube video things, If I make it for a video, then I'm already, I'm already achieving a goal for myself. It's mm. a bit selfish. Not selfish. Maybe that's a negative connotation. But fuck it. I can't think of anything else. It's a bit selfish if I make like your knife, your chef's knife. I'm making it for a video and I've never tried pattern steel before. So that served a purpose for me. It just so happened I wanted to make you a knife. So I double up in that capacity when it comes to taking two, three, four, eight hours of your day, sharing your time, whether it's teaching or volunteering or assisting somebody that has no physical object that comes out of it, you know, but to me, that's, that's the best thing I've got to give. I've said it time and time again, but it is, it is the most precious thing to me. I don't have any more time. I can't create more time. So if I give somebody my time, it's more meaningful.
0: I think um, another another thing you could do to give back as well is just support. So whether that's like watching a video, liking a post, sharing something, you know, um, buying t shirts for some reason is the currency of the, of the game. <laughs> um, sticker swaps and stuff. I know. I know we kind of had a joke about sticker swaps back in the day, but. Um, <laughs> this, this idea of, of just promoting each other in, in yeah. not necessarily it doesn't have to be through social media, but just the idea of like I go to the shop in a maker shirt and I'm kind of like proud that I know these people. Yeah, and I don't give a fuck that the person behind the till in Asda doesn't know how awesome Al Shack t-shirts are. Um, but there's something there's something about kind of supporting someone without without it even having an effect do you know what i mean yeah it's like just good karma
1: yeah yeah no i uh, i think that's a, a good way of putting it and I, I mean the other thing is is it it's it's a very subjective thing for every person their best way of giving back to the community is going to be different yeah because um, you know not everybody is is going to be able to teach not everybody is going to be able to buy a shirt not everybody's going to be able to make a thing or whatever like it's it's figuring out what's best for you, what works best for you and what kind of has a positive impact, even if that positive impact is only for one or two people. Like it, it doesn't matter. It's just about putting, put some good out there.
0: But I think, I think um, that's a really good show because you 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 see that happening. You know, you see different people having those different skills and, and yeah. giving back in their own way. You know, um, I mean, John asked that question, but John is also the person who does ask a lot of questions in the group and, do, and yeah. does give a lot of advice and does reach out to people and does is the first to kind of um, offer help when it comes to, like, charity and things. So, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's John's way of giving back. Um, Franco gives back by pissing us all off with delicious <laughs> uh, food <laughs> photography, you know. Um, Andy Pugh gives back by sharing his, his knowledge because he's got a wealth yeah. of knowledge from being, you know, years as a teacher. So I think it's a really good point, Steve, that, that people all, everyone gives back in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think the answer to that question is don't take advice from three part-time podcasters. Hey. You find you find your own way to give back.
1: Yeah. And uh and the best way you can give back is through uh Patreon. And you can find our Patreon
0: <laughs> at Wow. <laughs>
1: Fucking hell. Uh yeah, no, let's talk about defi-
0: Squarespace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that was definitely a joke. Please everyone. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the Patreon right. that's been on hold for two months, so we're not getting yeah. money <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Uh Right, next question is Al, you're asking, and it's that one.
0: I also got to ask myself a question from Tim. What we'll fucking look of the draw that was! No, oh no, it's not. No, it's not your bell end um, from Niall Brown. Um, which of your personality traits has helped you the most in getting where you are, and do you agree with each other's thinking? Ooh, that's a deep one. Ooh.
2: I this think you both go on to this that is going to take us past the hour, or are we just doing a super long episode right now? <laughs> no, um, the, this is the last round. Yeah.
1: Okay. 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 Um, um, Thick. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, no, I definitely don't agree with either of your thinking, but that's why I I like having you as friends because it means that I get another point of view. Like, it, there's no there's no fun if everyone all agrees with each other uh has Al frozen I'm pretty sure he's frozen
2: um sure it looks like it
1: (laughs) yeah uh but yeah no I I I I definitely don't agree with um with these guys all the time yes there are certainly a lot of times where I do agree but um which person to be honest I think for me it's probably just my uh kind of I was going to say openness, to, openness to new experiences, but that sounds really wanky and not quite what I mean. But just being able to be nice and get on with people and have a genuine interest in what other people are doing, whether it's something—it's like, about
0: your personality trait, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
1: prick! Uh, Go on, Steve. I've have just been having loads of good burns thrown at me. stuff <laughs> coming through. Um, but yeah, uh, no, like actually being able to, being able to be, to, to be engaged by other people. I think that's, that's the thing that's helped me most in, uh, in both my career and in, um, like the makeup scene. Um, just because it it's meant that I've, I've got to know people and it's not about whether or not, um, you know, this person's got anything that's uh because i I, i've seen a lot of people in and this is more the kind of corporate world um but i've seen a lot of people where they they look at people and it's very much well can you help me directly right now like i want to climb over you to get to the top sort of thing and i think not having that attitude and more having a kind of like i'm genuinely interested in what you have to say and your perspective and your point of view um It just meant that I've just met so many amazing, interesting, fun people. And I've got to have these new experiences and new things. And, you know, yes, it it might cost a bit of my time at the time and not get anything back. But then, you know, a year, six months down the line, all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, I wonder if uh, Tim has got uh, any advice on how to do this thing or, you know, why don't I go see uh, Ellen and speak to her about doing this? Because actually she's done that before and that, that would really help on this project or whatever it is. Like I think just getting out and and meeting new people and being willing to and enjoying meeting new people. um, That's probably the thing that's, that's kind of been the best for me. It's, it's, it's opened more doors than anything else.
2: Nice. That's very good. Al, you want to take, a crack. Kind of oh, talk about yourself. Crack, it. crack, crack, crack.
1: It's it's your, your turn.
2: Yeah. Why? I'm the fucking a question asker. Piss off. <laughs> uh all right. So without going into long existential nonsense, um it's it's what is my what personality traits? Holy. So um I would like to say tenacity, but I think it has a lot more to do with, Steve, that attitude that we, we talk about constantly. And I know it's, it's the old um, nautical thing of high tides raise all ships, but for a really long time uh, growing up, I was, I was not necessarily the unpopular kid, but being, being kind of the lowest tier, or lowest rung of the popular kids seemed to be a normal thing for me. And it was a bit doormatish and and kinda got walked on a lot. So being empathetic to that and having the perspective of, you know, like having lost jobs or been unemployed three or four times in my life or being like suffering from non-clinically you know verified but going through some really really low points and being super super depressed um and either having friends to help me out of those situations or being tenacious enough to get out of that or like push myself out of those low points um has created a lot more empathy in me and like I will go out of my way to make sure that other people either benefit from having me as a friend or an acquaintance or, you know, put in the extra work to, to do the 15 things that don't pay me a single dollar that take more of my time because I know what it feels like to either feel completely alone or like you can't rely on anybody else. And so when somebody asks something of me, it, I may go about it in my own way and I may not sound all that enthusiastic. This has been like a running gag of like my lack of enthusiasm sometimes. It's, like, it's not that I'm unhappy to do this. It's that like I need to just buckle down and not think of anything right now and do the work because I needed to get out of my way and I'm not trying to be shitty to you. It's just like I need to get this done as quick as possible, you know? So it's never this... it's like a trade-off of constantly kind of putting myself out and maybe not getting burned all the time, but like really overdoing it to try and make sure that I'm doing as much as I can for all the people around me or the people that kind of call upon me to do things for them. Um, And I know I'm going about this pretty in a pretty roundabout way, but like empathy has been a double-edged sword of like it maintains my perspective on things it makes me want to work harder because i see the people that either work super hard and get nothing for it or ask for so little and you know i'd love to give them the moon if i could but having the perspective of those those low points and and the high points too the successes like, Maintaining a sense of empathy, as as grumpy as I am, and as <laughs> shitty attitude as I can be, sometimes it's it's always backed with like I will work harder to make sure that as many people benefit and have a positive experience in their day to day as I can. There you go. I don't know. It, it, it's a little deep, you know, <laughs> a bit metaphorical, but. I think you guys you guys know me well enough to know what I mean. Yeah. I don't agree with Brett's thinking
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that thanks, Al <laughs> uh, yeah, Al, do you want to take a swing at that one as well
0: yeah uh, yeah it's it's probably just more of a kind of comedy spin on Brett's um yeah. I think what gets me far is like a combination of ignorance and stubbornness. So, like, if I don't know how to do something, that's a good thing for me because it means I don't know how to do it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, which kind of puts me in this state of I can do anything. And obviously I can't, but I'll show sure as I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, and then the stubbornness kicks in and it just means I'll just keep doing it until it works. So, you know, fixing electronics or... Um, taking shit apart, or you know, a process that I've never done before. Yeah. I'm able to do it to an extent that satisfies my judgment criteria, um, just through pure like, brute force. So yeah. it's it it's through stubbornness and just kind of going la, la 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 and being ignorant about it. Like oh, that's not actually the right way to do it. la 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 la, <laughs> and I'll just get it done. So getting shit done by being stubborn and ignorant. Yeah, which are normal. Normally, you know. Uh, Frowned upon personality traits, um, <laughs> but patience is a virtue,
1: yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you are certainly stunned. Uh, next question
0: Are we going again? Go on, then.
1: No, yeah, wait, uh, that one, and then we'll end because we might as well do that one, okay? Uh, oh, no, wait, hang on, no, that, oh, sorry, I was looking at the one below that one. Uh, we'll have to
0: oh, We'll save Tim still next week.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, what is the best... Di- bi- Our oh, fucking words. What is the best best biscuit for dunking? <laughs> Fuck, that's hard to say. Uh, Jeff it's Cakes not. It's because really they're not biscuits. Uh, and also, what is the best cake for dunking?
0: First of all, just nobody dunks a fucking cake. So that's not a thing. Thank you. And I'm going to be classic and obstinate on this one and said that the best biscuit for dunking is the true biscuit, the biscotti Italian for cooks twice from the French biscuit, meaning cooks twice because it's deliberately fucking made that it can withstand a dunking because it's a baked cookie that that is then baked the second time for its structural integrity during the dunking process. And it just goes well with a coffee.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say a hobnob because I can't eat Hobnobs anymore and I fucking miss them. Oh, really? Yeah. Even though they're all oaty. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. They're, they're oat covered in gluten. Mm, mm, mm. Um, delicious gluten. Hobnobs uh, are good. Uh, Brett,
0: yeah. is, there a, is there an American equivalent for Hobnob? Or do you have Hobnobs?
2: Oh, golly. Uh, I know I've seen them before, but I'm having trouble even recalling what they look it's like. It's like a super oaty, like kind of digestive y
0: type biscuit. Right. But does it have chocolate on it? Some, Some of them do, okay. Um, but the hobnob itself is is the it's like a flapjack, gotcha. but not uh, what you call a flapjack. Gotcha. So yeah, kind of. The funny thing that comes to mind is like similar to a flapjack digestive. Oh, a flap da, flapjack
2: digestive hybrid. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here flapjack in the great. states, it is so all about Oreos. It's depressing. Cause they're not the, the, good. So shit. Yeah, they're really, really not good. But it—it's like America's d- most dunked biscuit, probably. I'm yeah, basing that you... on scientific fact that I've researched prior to this question. But you dunk it in milk, not in tea. Right. So whatever you have to designate that shit in the, <laughs> in the conversation that we're having right now. Like, what is the what is the best biscuit for dunking in what? Well, it's implied that it's going to be in tea. Because... I, I, I assumed
0: it was implied in tea. Sorry, Brett. Yeah.
2: That was an Englishism. Yeah, well, guess what? No one really drinks tea in America, so this conversation is null and void. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you guys can't see Brett's face at the moment, but he looks so angry about this now.
2: <laughs> well, it's frustrating because you're just reminding me, like, I can't even answer that question with the, with the... Oh, I have nothing. <laughs> I'm the mad man. that Oreos are like the cookie of choice over here or the biscuit of choice over here. And everyone dunks it in milk.
1: Well, start a new trend.
2: So my answer is a biscotti.
0: Steve's answer is a hobnob. And Brett's answer is, uh, answer is Oreo. I think that sums up this podcast. In a <laughs> <It's>
2: disgusting. Um, <laughs> I don't like that that's the choice. <laughs>
1: It's not the choice. You could have chosen anything. You could have said your fucking your biscuits dunked in gravy.
2: But you didn't. Yeah. Well, no, because it's got to be tea, Steve.
1: <laughs> dunk them in tea. You guys set me,
2: so, no, you set me up for failure before this. I had to answer Oreo because <laughs> of cultural standards. Fuck we you. Didn't
1: do anything. It's all your fault. You in could South definitely... Africa
0: and India, they dunk rusks. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Biscotti um, uh, is the the, the most uh, well not biscotti biscoff. so a speculoos uh, yeah, biscuit yeah. is the most the most popular junkin biscuit. Yeah,
1: well, that's because they give it away. They at, give they them, them away
2: at fucking costas coffee
1: shops. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but I like a peanut butter uh, oat biscuit. Ooh, like oaty peanut buttery. My mom used to make yeah. them, and that in coffee is is there the best. you go. Good answer. Experience. Good save from the Oreo. Yeah. Fucking we got that. <laughs> they're, they're the worst. <laughs> let's
1: just go to spiffing.
2: Okay, oh, <laughs>
1: that's not a segue. People that we think that are spiffing. It's abs. Abs. Yep. Uh, which means Al, you're first.
0: I didn't think that through. Um,
1: we already know who you're spiffing. We talked about All right, but
0: they don't. You've got to pretend that you've got to come up with it on the spot. Yeah. Um now I can just think of Joey Abs, who is like one of Shane McMahon's uh, tag team partners. Um call back. I don't know what to. Um I'm <laughs> gonna sp- <laughs> The 80s or something. Fuck it Two thousands, come on. Um I'm gonna spiff the one and only Commander Scraps. Yeah. Um, so, uh, if anyone follows uh, Simone Yech, if I pronounce that correctly, um, the Queen of Shitty Robots is now the Queen of Floofy Floofs because she's got herself uh, an adorable little shop dog. Um, check it out in the latest video. But also, the Commander Scraps now has uh exactly. very own Instagram account. Which is glorious and yes. uh, fantastic to watch. I'm hoping she brings out merchandise because um, I she's really want a t shirt. Is she already wearing it? Oh, fantastic. Because yeah. if not, I was going to draw something. But if she's on it, then that's even
1: better. I should definitely draw something as well. That'd be <laughs> amazing.
0: Um, yeah, just an awesome little dog, uh, a rescued dog, and it just fits her fantastically. Yeah. And I, and I hope it's going to be in more stories and videos and builds and stuff.
1: Yeah. Catch you know- out. It's that video where she talked about Commander Scraps is the only maker video that Jazz has watched twice. Second. <laughs> the second time I wasn't even in the house, and she still went and watched it. Um, there you go. So yeah, if you want Jazz to watch your videos, put dogs in them. Uh, abs, which means Brett, you're next.
2: I so I was suggested a channel a couple of days after we recorded last time. Um, not that I do anything with resin or epoxy, but I'm always intrigued by people that find new ways to work with it uh, because I don't want to see another river table. Uh, so the channel that was suggested to me, um, the guys doing like 3d diorama, uh, small format sculptural building. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but Go and watch a video. I think it's a young gentleman. The channel name is Thalasso Hobbier. T-H-A-L-A-S-S-O. I'll get that to Steve, obviously, for the show notes. But um, he's only got a handful of videos. And since I brought up his channel last night so I could remember to spiff him, he's doubled in size but still (laughs) under 10K subscribers. Um, I don't I have no idea why this is like speaking to me so much and I, I don't really think I want to go after this resin art stuff that he's doing but I watched this ruins and guardian diorama video where he <laughs> he builds architecturally builds like a swimming pool interior that's all run down but he builds it in force perspective so it's not <laughs> nice. even just built as a cube like it's built to be photographed to force the perspective but then (laughs) he pours a bunch of different resin into the water because he's created a monster that lives in the water and so you can just like lightly see it but then it's poking its head out i've never seen anything like this before and as much as i've seen people do like miniatures and and uh you know scale models of things this is a really cool mixture of clay sculpting and styrofoam and acrylics and things like that to build out these structures so all really tangible things and then the one uh aspect of it that i don't really know a lot about is resin because i i don't really use it but he's like scalloping the top of the water with an angle grinder to create waves so that the light <laughs> diffuses like it would in water. It's the
0: fo- the false perspective, but it's a three D object. Is fucking with my head. It's like
2: when they rebuild Flanders' house. <laughs> <laughs> it's I I really do think that he's onto something, and maybe I just haven't been exposed to a lot of this stuff, or or maybe this is a sculptural trend that's going around with people uh, building these. Yeah forced perspective things i mean it would make sense after the lord of the ring stuff if people realize mm-hmm. you could build a set in forced perspective and put little models in it but <laughs> it's this mixed media stuff that he's doing and i watched all the videos because he's only got 10 or 11 up and they're all brilliant and it's funny because there's already an evolution between like video one and video 10 there's a massive evolution in his skill level so i can't wait to see what happens going forward um nice it's kind of an exciting channel for me because it is something I am so not really interested in the medium as much yeah. as the the sculpting and the architecture and the miniature. Well, let like me say it's the it. weird one
0: because he's he's making a 3D object, but he's making a 3D object for the sole purpose of being photographed from one angle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what, super what weird.
1: The, just uh, whilst we're still talking about, it, what was the name of the channel again? Can you spell T- it out?
2: T H A L A S S O. Hobbier H O B B Y E R. And I think it's Japanese after that. Like he's got a Japanese yes. translation. Yeah. Um just That's fucking cool. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I subscribe because I, I just wanna see what's happening. Like he went yeah. from he only started four months ago. That's the oldest video. So this is clearly like a new thing. We're gonna see where it goes.
1: Yeah.
2: That's Exciting, And like, I don't know him, you know, I've never heard of him before. I don't know anything about the person. So it's always exciting. And for anybody that is, I I really wanted to shout him out because I know there are plenty of people that listen to this podcast that are keen on learning new materials or trying different things. As far as I'm concerned, this is a practical application for me where it's like, I need to make water, like a suspended water situation. So it's not a coffee table with resin in it. It's this sculptural aspect because it it has a similar fluidity or like the the specular highlighting and things like that that can get done with something. Oh like god, Robin the
0: perspective horses. thing is fucking with my head. Like he's, I'm telling he's, you, man, he's cutting things, but then his lines are converging, like he's drawing a perspective image, and then yeah. so the cut lines are getting thinner. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, if you look <laughs> at his pre-planning on that one, like window, the... three window frames. <laughs> yeah, and they're all different sizes and the perspective and all the planning that he and has. And the to do. bars I, get thinner as he go. <laughs> I love it. I, I really think it's something unique. So yeah. for anybody yeah. that wants a little bit of inspiration of like more things that you could do with either resin yeah. or integrating in the mixed media is the part that I love. Like yeah, nice. it's not think... just relying on the resin to do all of the talking. It's it's clearly like so much yeah. work gets put into everything else.
1: It's actually that's kind of thing.
2: depressing in a couple videos he like covers everything to create this shadowed effect through the resin you're like now you can't see all the detail you put in the <laughs> thing but but like even just um the
1: the ruins and guardian diorama like the just building the actual room i mean that looks like it's just done out of foam board and like you say like the fact yeah, that he's getting it, it smaller and smaller like it it just proves how like that's the sort of thing that people could be doing now, at home, you can order some on Amazon and dick around with it and make something weird and yes. Crude.
2: I like things that are tangible. And like I said, the only thing about this, to me, is just resin, because I don't know anything about it. And I I wouldn't know how much to use to like, pour a swimming <laughs> pool's worth of resin. But it's cool. Check out the channel. Sorry, that was a long one, but I got really excited. <laughs> this this week, we talk Alex. about one YouTube channel. <laughs> Sorry! Um, yeah, no, that's a, a very, very good shout. Uh,
1: I thought we were all going to be spiffing uh, Maker Dogs, so I was going to spiff Smudo, but Brett ruined that, so I've got to spiff someone else now. Um, so I'm going to go <laughs> the
2: look on Brett's face. He's just so angry with um, me. First of all, the Oreos, and thought. now it's the dog thing. <laughs> well, fuck you, Steve.
0: Brett hates dogs and nice biscuits.
2: Yeah. I don't hate dogs. I prefer cats. <laughs> it's a very different thing. Uh,
1: no, it was uh, just... Uh, that was going back to a joke that we were having in the chat earlier on. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I am... This is kind of a preemptive spiff of a podcast that isn't out yet. Uh, it might be out by the time this episode comes out. Um, but those of you that listen to Knife Talk... Uh, it's the, Brett's shaking his head like he... But no it's not gonna be out okay uh but those of you that listen to knife talk will know uh what a wonderful radio host mr jeff federer is um, oh.
2: <laughs> um keep oh um but,
1: but uh yeah brett is at uh, brett no not brett uh jeff is listening is <laughs> i got really confused because there was words going on in the chat and i get derailed really easily um you've got to be on the fucking rails first (laughs) uh yeah jeff's putting a new podcast out at the moment it's called full blast podcast um and i love listening to jeff talk when he does the the single tracks on um on knife talk they're always really good fun and you know they can be two hours long and you don't even realize it um he has got a very good uh, uh radio personality um so yeah, I'm quite excited to see what this podcast ends up being like. Uh, I know very little about it, other than the fact that uh, it's going to have it's going to be Jeff, and that's enough for me to want to listen to it. So <laughs> yeah, uh, when it's out, go listen to it. That's it. There you go. Uh, Good any other shout. Anything else from you two? No? Yes? Uh,
2: yes? no, I don't think so. Not at the moment. Go no? and subscribe to John D. Harvey's YouTube channel. Oh yes. Yes. Immediately. Yeah, go watch that. I'm so excited to see a shot build up. It's Mm -hmm. going to be...
1: good. it's good. Um, Cool. Uh, If that's it, then you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshare Networks, You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al Stretching. (sighs)
2: Stretching.
1: That looked like such a satisfying stretch. It was good. Um... If you want to find us as a group, uh, uh there's the Fools of Tools Facebook group or app FWT Podcast on the Instagrams. Um, that's it. Yeah, it's been a it's been an episode. I think we're gonna probably do more questions next week because but we we've got, got through a, like a like quarter a of them. <laughs> yeah. We got we got through like a quarter of half of them. So right,
2: because that's only half.
1: Yeah. Okay. That'll be fine. Uh, Right, yes, we love you all Uh, We'll speak to you soon
0: (gasps) Washburn's equation Describes capillary flow Of liquids in uh, solids And it's uh, how they Used to measure porous materials For uh, the dunkability of biscuits